Hey guys, this is Kim, and we are back with the Soul Sense Podcast. Uh, like I said, I'm your hostess with the mostest, and we have Melvin, my trusty, rusty, dusty <laughs> wig man. No, he ain't. He ain't dusty. And You're rusty. a real piece of work. <laughs> Uh, anyways, anyways, anyways. So, guys, um, we took about a week off. Uh, it was unplanned, but we did, and we're going to tell y'all about it. But uh, before we get into it, uh, what's going on, Melvin? What's going on? Do you really want to do a guts what's going on and just that's the episode? Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what's going on? It is, man, I don't know. I guess it's been a little bit, a little busy. I've been super busy. I think every time I say something on here, I'm talking about how busy I am. But, uh, yeah, really busy at work. Um, a lot of things changing around there. Um, but, you know, in a good way. I've I've just been trying to really navigate my approach to stuff, you know what I mean? Just trying not to, uh, just play my, my position and make sure that I'm doing what I got to do. Um, and holding up my end of the bargain. Uh, I definitely have been, but, but at the same time advocating for myself when in my team, when I feel like, uh, there are things that, that happen outside of the realm of our control and we are going to be held responsible for so just being better at, at doing that, that's something that I'm really trying to learn how to do better is uh, not, you know, not not be overbearing or, or make it into like a, you know, a, a argument or like a power struggle type of thing because I want, you know, I want to be a good employee for any person who, it, whether I am an employee or I am a, uh, you know, you're hiring me and it was my own company. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I am, you know, whatever role I'm in, I'm, I'm doing that role and not, not trying to uh, make it difficult for someone else to, to lead. Mm-hmm. But um, in that, though, you still have to know how to advocate for yourself and how to disagree without being disagreeable, you know what I mean, without being unruly and just uh, making sure that my thoughts and opinions are heard um, and not coming from the the thing that I think I was doing before or that I can slip into is not coming from a place of trust that my thoughts are respected. You know what I mean? So if I don't feel like I'm being respected, then that's what I do demand. And that's what I would start. That's when I start to demand respect um, as opposed to uh, just, operating from a place of, you know, we're going to be operating from a place of mutual respect um, and sharing whatever it is that I have to share in that vein. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that has been what my work has been, (laughs) basically. It's been uh, just kind of trying to get in where I fit in, but at the same time advocate for, for myself in a, positive way when when needed and not just for myself but for my team you know yeah well I guess how about you well I guess we might as well just I mean I guess what if what's going on with me 
really just bleeds over into just what we're going to talk about tonight. And so I guess we'll just get right on into it. Well, guys, we just been real, real busy. <laughs> That's really in the nutshell. Goodbye. No, <laughs> no seriously. Um, last week was a very unusually unusual. Is that unusual? It was, un, I, I don't know, but it was unplanned and it was very busy and it was really out of our control, honestly. And um, I would have to say that we tackled that week with finesse. <laughs> I would have to say we tackled it with finesse. And 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 I guess we'll what we'll do is kind of just tell you guys what was going on and just kind of the the processes that we were going through. And um yeah, so what I want to first give y'all a little background on is your girl, your hostess with the mostest is a control freak. I am a planner and I am a time freak. All of this to say that I like to have my day planned out. I like to have my family organized. I'm not perfect in it. Um, but you know, I have a I have had to learn and still learning how to just give myself grace when things do not work out how I want them to work out, okay? So going into last week, we knew that we our girls were going to have a dental appointment, and this was our youngest first time at the dentist, so I really didn't know how she was going to act. Our oldest has gone a few times, and, you know, and so I knew that wasn't going to be an issue, so, you know, me and Melvin were talking about, you know, we kind of have our back and forth about, you know, like, okay, what's going on, what we need to do and how we need to rearrange our schedule and things like that. And, um, you know, we decided that both of us were going to go and one was going to take one, one was going to take the other. Their appointments were staggered. Now, me being the nurse practitioner, um, I scheduled the little one, hers, uh, 30 minutes earlier than the oldest. Let me tell you how that worked out. <laughs> okay. So we get there, appointment at 315. I sign in 314. They end up handing me not only the papers for 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 the youngest, but also for the oldest. And so I'm sitting here trying to fill these papers out. So when my husband and my oldest walk in, they just sitting there just oh, <laughs> Melvin, like, oh good. I ain't gotta fill out nothing. And I'm like, okay. How much papers did they give you? It's a lot. Yeah. For both of them? Yeah, well, for Farah, because she didn't have as many papers, but it was still kind of like those typical papers you get when you go to the doctor. For Fallon, I had to do a whole, like, health history on her. And God is good because that baby just sat right there watched TV the whole time. She didn't even get wound up until she saw Farah walk through the door. She was just sitting there, and she really was about to go to sleep before y'all walked in, you know? And so... So I was able to get the forms done and I'm thinking, okay, 315, we're going to get up out of here. Oh no, they take, they take Melvin and Farrah back to the back and me and the little one just sitting out in the waiting room. And I'm just like, 
Okay, I've been here about 40 minutes, okay? And the appointment was at 3.15, okay? And I even tried. I don't know if you saw me trying to, like, suggest to the little hygienist girl, like, uh, we, we, she was first. We can go back. And she was like, no, it'll probably be better if the oldest one come back. And I'm like, you a real piece of work. <laughs> like, don't you see my eyes, girl? Shout out to Tony Baker. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, homie. We done, uh, you have, we love you, you have, you have, uh, <laughs> Entered in a new uh, couple of phrases into our family lexicon. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, we go in. Melvin and them, meanwhile, they go in, get the little visit. They in, they out. You know, bye, y'all. We see y'all at the house. And I said, ain't this about something? We just <laughs> got here before them, and they leave it. But the little one had a good little time, you know what I'm saying? And she actually enjoyed it. Didn't freak out or nothing like that. It was quick. But we literally were the last people there. Literally were the last people there. And I meant to tell you. So then when y'all walking out and you come back, you don't be lying back. Maybe going to sit up here and going to be like, oh, they going to reschedule them. And I'm thinking like, okay, won't, won't you handle that? And you was like, no. You was like, well, they don't have their paperwork. The dentist says, oh, well, here's their paperwork, and then you're going to go, oh, she can get it. And I was like, ain't this better? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, she can get it. Oh, can I? No, she said, she didn't say, here it is right here. She said, we'll get it out there in just a minute. I said, oh. No, she was handing it to the girl to walk up. She was like, she can't walk this up there. Now, you were like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, but you know what? Here's the lesson that was learned there. And this is how the victory was won there. Because in the past, I would have been all sorts of been out of shape because I did my part. I got the appointments. I got there on time. I even made sure you got there on time. You was a little mad. Was you a little mad at me that I no uh, no no with it first? No, actually, I wasn't because there was nothing that you could do about that. And it was like you know, I had the conscious thought in my head, like Kim, you could get mad about this, you could get frustrated about this, but I was like, what are you gonna do? I mean, we actually had planned our evening for this to accommodate that. So what was the point of me getting mad? Because I'm inconvenienced? Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah. I'm inconvenienced, but I mean, is that going to change anything? No, it's not. <laughs> it's absolutely not. So, okay, it doesn't stop there, guys. So then we go. And, the, and that evening, we get home, and I noticed that the youngest, our youngest Fallon, she's a little warm. You know, and I, I mean, it's, it's we in Texas, so it's weather is always crazy. It can be raining, it can be cool one day, then it can be 80 degrees the next day. It's just, that's just Texas weather, especially in North Texas and stuff like that. So anyways, so she wakes up the next morning, Melvin goes up there, burning hot, take her temperature, 102. And I said, ain't this about a... <laughs> And I slip forgot about that. Yes. Yes. And here's the thing. And this is me keeping it 100 with y'all. I'm going to keep it 100. I love my kids. That goes without saying. That goes without saying. But when they get sick or they have to be out of school for something that's not like planned ahead, 
I have this internal struggle because like I'm a planner and I typically plan out my PTO anyway. I'm not like Melvin who never takes their PTO, but you know, I plan it out and I space it out. So when I have to like cancel patients or anything like that, even when Melvin has, cause we normally tag team, like he, you know, I'm not always the one that stays home with the, with the children, you know. And so we like normally he'll do a day, I'll do a day. We both sacrifice, you know what I'm saying? But it's always a struggle for me. Is it a struggle for you to stay home? Yeah, um, because especially it depends on which kid it is and, and how sick they are. Yeah, it's a struggle for me because I know – what what I've got to do and I got to get back. Um, but at least you can work from home, though. You can answer emails. You can do a lot of stuff remotely. When it's, it depends on what kind of, like that type of sick for Fallon wasn't too bad. But it's that sick where she's still super active and mm-hmm. running around. And is there is no such thing as me working. Like, so it, what ends up happening is I just wait for you to get home and I go upstairs and have to work. But, um. Yeah, I can it it can be a a struggle depending on how I'm approaching it though. And see that these are the things that people don't want to talk about cuz you feel like you're being selfish. I mean, me even saying it like I feel selfish. And every time my kids get sick, like I actually be praying that my kids are healthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually pray that they are healthy because it's it's a shift for our family. We have to rearrange things and like I honestly, like, I remember that day waking up really kind of feeling like, oh, my goodness, how are we going to do this? Because it's like, okay, now we got to figure out, okay, are you going to stay home or am I going to stay home? Okay, if I'm going to stay home, how am I going to rearrange my patients? Okay, if you stay home, I still feel obligated to come home as soon as possible because I know that you're not going to be able to do work. So it's not like I'm just cruising and coasting. Like, I'm literally trying to hurry up and get done with my day. And then I get home and I got this baby that want to just lay on me the whole time, mm-hmm. you know. So I can't do anything at home when I get home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the way that I kind of look at it, and and I've gotten better at this because, you know, I work hard. And I have kind of prided myself on really working hard. And I don't know when it was, but there was just – it was some point in time when I started thinking more about – I mean, I could give myself, uh, like, sometimes I got to slap myself back to reality Mm -hmm. and be like, no, I'm staying home with my kids, Mm -hmm. and that's just it. You know what I'm saying? My child is sick, or my child has it, like, when they have field day, I'm busy, but I'm going to field day because I give my job a lot, and at the end of the day, if some budget thing happens, they could chop me off tomorrow if they want to, And but the times... You know your family. You just really can't can't get it back. But that's a difficult line to straddle. I was talking to um, Eris uh, a couple of days ago. It's a brother we go to church with, and um, he had been uh, out not not working for a while and staying home with the kids. And uh, he just recently went back to work. And you know, you start to think about like it's a struggle when you have two parents that work, you know what I mean? Because that could pull on you from 
you know, kind of balancing being excellent at work and working hard and doing all those type of things with not overdoing it and, and slacking out on your family. Um, I can only imagine as a mom, it'd be even diff- more difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I was praying because I always, it's like a, it's like you, there, you, you can't, there's no answer. There's no right thing because mm-hmm. on one hand you feel like, man, you know, I got this work I got to do. I wasn't planning this and okay, I'm going to have to, there is going to be some shifting. But then on the other hand, you feel guilty for even thinking about that stuff because it's your kid and they're sick, mm-hmm. you know? And on me, there's another layer because I am a nurse practitioner and like, I want to be the one that takes them to, you know, the doctor and all that stuff like that, you know? And then, then I got to a point where like, I literally had to make myself just pray in gratitude because it's like, okay, Kim, you thank, be thankful that you and Melvin have jobs where y'all can, y'all have, like we have options. Melvin can work from home. You have a job where you have seniority. You, you, if you don't work from home, you can just take off. You know, I have a job where I can rearrange my patients. And that was exactly what ended up happening. Like I ended up calling all of my patients for that day and just basically telling them like what happened. And I rescheduled them personally in just different holes in my schedule. And I have that luxury of doing it. And I know that there are some people like if they miss work, they miss work. You know, that brings up a a good point or I guess a a thing that to look at I think we can always get into this place of like forgetting how good we have it Mm -hmm. and you could start complaining about things and really you're complaining about stuff that somebody else would would kill for yeah um you know like you lose a job or something like that or you lose a um whatever it is but you you look at you don't look at the it's like the glass half empty mentality and we can all get into those those places I think to where I could complain about anything yeah you know what I mean I can complain about being overworked um, I could complain about whatever it may be but mm-hmm. these these things five years ago I would have I was praying for it yeah you know what I mean. And I think for me, there's another stress when our kids get sick as well, because like one of my first jobs as a nurse was at a children's hospital and I worked in the ICU, the NICU, actually. And, you know, ignorance is bliss. (laughs) It's really bliss because like my mind, when my kids get sick, my mind always goes to the worst case scenario. And so I'm on edge. Like I really cannot 100% like rest, you know, and it just, it's just, a it's just a stress. It's just a stress for me. You know what I'm saying? And I'm trying to stay ahead of whatever's going on with them. And so the first that day, I guess that was that Tuesday when Fallon woke up, she was really, really hot. And, you know, of course, kids, anyone that has children, you know, your kids act a certain way when they're 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 sick. 
they're they're lethargic, fatigue. You know, our kids, they're thumb suckers. They wake up sucking their thumb if they're sick. Right. You know, our children, both of them wake up very jovial, happy, playful, you know, and that just was not her. You know what I'm saying? So we knew right away that she wasn't about to be going nowhere. And, you know, it's kind of like a common thing across the board, no matter where you stay or live, that if your kid has a fever, then they can't return back to school till they're 24 hours without a fever. So we knew at least even that. And so I just went ahead, called the doctor. Melvin's the one that stayed home with her the first day, but um, I ended up staying home with her the next day. And um, ended up, she ended up being fine. Like Melvin took her in. I mean, our pediatrician is awesome. She's very aggressive. She ran a battery of tests. It all came back good. And she just, what did she say it was? She said it was probably like just a little bacteria or something that could take 24 to, you know, 72 hours to get out. And that's what happened. She, We ended up keeping her home for two days and she ended up going back to school. Yep. And then, you know, meanwhile, as all of this is going, you know, at work, we both had big things to happen at work. Like, wasn't it kind of crashing at your job a little bit? Yeah, it was definitely crashing. It was, um, so it wasn't necessarily crashing, like, uh, it was a, there were people dropping the ball. Mm -hmm. And what was happening was that, you know, I'm, on the development team for those who don't know. Um, and there were, there were things going on that were not necessarily related to, it shouldn't have been bubbling up to me as, mm-hmm. you know, development manager. It should have been something with on another side, basically mm-hmm. somebody else should have been, uh, to me. So you have your, uh, I don't know, some service that we have, right? Some mm-hmm. uh, AT&T, let's say. We've got AT&T. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have our cable box or whatever. Mm-hmm. And let's say some little bug or something happens and it won't operate optimally. So they'll, they send in a report and say, hey, developer, can you work on this and get this fixed? Now, that same developer is not going to, they don't, they don't, his, his work is not going to be the thing that uh, bubbles up to me as the customer as, you know, he's not going to be responsible for customer satisfaction at the end of the day. Now, he's got to fix this bug, but somebody else has to be responsible for maintaining the, uh, attitude of the customer even if it's something that if my cable goes out the cable company is going to call me and be like hey we've got some people working on it but you know blah 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 they're going to do something to make sure that i'm not uneasy or whatever Mm -hmm. as opposed to the only thing that's going to make me happy is this developer fixing it fast Mm -hmm. that that's just not realistic that's not to me there is a uh there's a whole bunch of levels that are supposed to be buffering uh, the development team from that. And if everything is based off of, and I'm not talking about like catastrophic bugs. I'm talking to like something small, mm. like just, just something small, you know what I mean? And it was starting to get to a point that 
in in the if you're not into software, you may not get. But there's nothing that ever ships out without bugs ever. Nothing. That's why Microsoft pushes out updates. That's why your iPhone they push out um, iOS 12, and then you know every couple of when it first comes out, it seems like every couple of months they're pushing out new updates, new mm-hmm. patches, new whatever. Because there's some things that you just don't get until it's out, out and there you in the can world. See how it's running and right. stuff. And and so, but somebody else has to be on the front end explaining those things away. Hey, yeah, I know that your phone is moving slow. It's draining your battery. We're working on a fix for it. Just hold on. Let me, somebody's out there creating the narrative and making sure people understand that everything's under control. If nobody is doing that and nobody for, like, is saying that from Apple and your battery's draining they, and they're in the back working on a fix, it seems like it's forever. And you're like, man, what's happening? And the fix could have came out at the same amount of time, but just somebody in the front end talking and, and easing the blow a little bit makes it easier. I don't know. I'm rambling about that, but um, those were, that was the, that was the scenario I was going through was there was just, it was making my job a lot more difficult than it needed to be. As, instead of me just being able to work on solutions and, and get my team together and make sure, which I had already done ahead of time. So I'm ready for bugs to come out. Mm-hmm. I put that work in a year ago mm-hmm. to make sure we had things in place that we could respond very quickly to issues, whether it was a long-term fix, you know, just in a normal uh, flow of things, or if we had to do what's called like a hot fix. If something is high level, we don't have time to prioritize this is number one priority i don't care what you're working on this is the top priority and we need to fix it and we need to expedite getting it released we have all those processes put in place and so you do all that and that's hard work getting Just to all get that. the process yeah that's hard work but and so it it frustrated me and i did all that and i talked to my team like i know it's hard learning these things and getting ready but we don't want to be going through this again next year mm-hmm. and when we get to this year and we got all these things in place and people are dropping the ball on their end and it's still trying and making us have to be in scramble mode. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I can't tolerate that because I know what it'll do. It, it You, you start to put that undue pressure on people and that's when you get bad work and then you just get people, these are software developers, man, they'll bounce. They don't yeah. have to. Yeah. They can work anywhere. They don't have to be doing that. And so on my end, what I was observing in Melvin was like (laughs) lots of after hours logging on, being on the phone when, you know, he typically is not on the phone, you know, and it's like, I'm like, what's going on? Because that's just not a typical thing. You Mm. know what I'm saying? Like you may check an email here, there on your phone, but like actually cracking open your computer getting on the phone, having a talk. And then like I I was in another room and I kind of like overheard you like talking and your inflection went up. And I was like, who is he going on for? And then and that's why I had to ask you. I'm like, everything okay? Because <laughs> that's what I was saying because everybody was trying to like move all of these things. And I try to get like, I'm going to take care of the problem. The, the, once we get to a solution, now it's time to talk about the problem. And I just like, I had to let it be. And I was like, listen, I am not doing this mm. this year. Like I was handling like front end support questions and stuff like that. And and not saying that I'm above it. I do whatever mm-hmm. has to get done to get the job done. But 
that's not my job. That cannot be the expectation. Yeah. Like, and that's not the best use of your time. <laughs> right. If y'all trying to deliver a quality pro- right. uh, product and there are processes in, there are departments built around this product. Cute big department. Like I can't do what I am supposed to do. So that means I'm not going to be delivering the quality that I am used to. And then run the risk of somebody coming back talking about my quality ain't good now, man. Wait a minute now. And that's what happened. <laughs> that's what happened. And it was, there was this narrative being put out that it would, it would all come down to um, like some type of development thing. And so there was stuff happening where somebody couldn't log on. And then they would automatically just escalate that. This person can't log on. And then I would ask the question, hey, did you, the thing that blew it out for me was they're like, yeah, this person couldn't log on, but I just, uh, she couldn't reset her password. And so I just did it for her. But this is a problem. And it got bubbled up to me like, hey, we need to figure this out because it's still, you know, there's a problem going on. And I was like, well, let me take a look. And then I looked at a, a setting and it just was a setting that wasn't set correctly on on the admin side. Nothing that I should even be looking at. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. This is th- what I'm talking about. And I that's when I just lost it. I was like, this is unacceptable, man. Like, if I would not have looked at this, this would have caused a four-alarm fire. Because if something gets escalated to me, I'm not thinking about uh, plugging no in. Setting. Right. Because we're <laughs> dealing with, it's not like I'm, if I'm front-end support, if I'm a front-end support person, then I'm going to ask those type of questions. Did you plug it in? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Those are the questions. Yeah. But by the time it gets to... The top person. You're thinking higher level. Yeah, I can't be asking them questions because I'm I'm not dealing with a lay person. I'm dealing with a professional who's supposed to be triaging all of that stuff before it is mm-hmm. escalated to me. And uh, I just was like, this is unacceptable, man. And I, I didn't, I had to, you know, dial myself back and because I was just like, you know, I'm at the end of the day, what, what can I do? Mm-hmm. You know? And so I just came from the approach of like, I, I'm, I let her, I, I'm not going to be doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let y'all know that it, take that how you want to take it. But that's not going to be what I'm my job <laughs> description. Yeah. That's not what I'm here for. And if that becomes it, that's not, I, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And in the meantime, let me go ahead and prepare myself so that I can, um, you know, it, while I'm having to go through this storm, let me go ahead and and and, and I started. Be, I, I became more of a solutionist. Like I started going out and talking to the different teams instead of like going through their manager or whatever else mm-hmm. and have to convince. Them. I just start walking up to people and being like, "Hey, look, this is what we got to do." Mm-hmm. So just taking it, taking control yeah. instead of trying to be politically correct or whatever because otherwise i just be yelling yeah but so all of this is going on with melvin's job so then what happens with me at my job now mind you monday we real busy with the girls (laughs) (laughs) dental appointment trying to get through the school traffic get through you know end after work traffic at a dentist office all day that day, that was a Monday. I get a text from my boss, well, my old boss now, and said that I have been randomly selected for a random urine drug screen. Got to do that within 48 hours. 
So I'm like, okay, all right. I mean, I got to do it because otherwise I'll get fired if I don't. <laughs> and so, I mean, what are you going to do? You got to do it. And so, of course, that comes with paperwork and having to register and then having to figure out where a site, like a, a, a approved site is. And good for me that it was like over there by where our pediatrician was. And so, so Monday, um, Tuesday, when Melvin is at home with, with Fallon, they ended up putting a collection urine bag on her. And um, when I got home, I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and run this back up to them. And so they can test it, you know. And had I had been thinking ahead, I could have went and got my urine screen done then because it literally was walking distance from our kid's pediatrician. But because I had just gotten that request that day, our baby had been sick. I was like, okay, I'm going to deal with that when I get a, mi a minute to sit down. I done got this email while I'm out in the field, so whatever. So the next day, which is Wednesday, is when I stay home with the baby, and I get it all set up, and I get this bright idea like, well, I, as long as she is okay, you know, and she's not like sick sick, because like her, her, her temperature was coming down. She was still not herself. But I'm like, I could get out and run a quick little errand with her. So I got up early, got our oldest off to school, then got me and the baby ready, head over to lab court. And <laughs> this is another one where I was like, I had the choice to just be like, you are you going to get mad, Kim? Or are <laughs> you going to have a good attitude? Like I had a choice. I'm trying to get up in the door with my baby stroller. The wheels get caught up. You know that stroller, the little green mm -hmm. one. You know how the wheels get caught up. I'm trying to come around the corner. I'm opening up the door and I see all these people in the waiting room. Don't not one person get up to try to help me to hold it. Y'all see me struggling with this door and this baby carriage. I, mean, I just wanted to turn to everybody. Thank y'all for helping me. But I didn't do it. You know, so I was like, you know what? It is what it is. You know, maybe they felt like I could handle it. Go over to the little kiosk. You know, and here's where God is good because all this time while I'm struggling and all this stuff, my baby just sitting in the stroller just chilling. She just chilling. Angelic. Just angelic. She ain't saying a word, a mumbling word. So I get myself checked in, all that stuff, finally get my baby over to the corner. We sitting down and I'm just like, okay, we're just sitting here. We're just sitting here. I get called back up to the window. Mrs. Ellis, you taking a urine screen, right? Yes. Well, you can't go back there with minors, and she's too young to stay back out here in the uh, in the uh, the waiting room. And I'm thinking, okay, she can't just go into the bathroom with me because I'm like, that's why I brought the stroller in because I'm just gonna keep her buckled in. And they was like, no, ma'am, she can't. And I was like, you know what? Just give me my papers. I just what time y'all close again? Oh, okay, I'll be back. And that was another moment where I had to say, you going to get an attitude, Kim, or are you going to be good in this situation? And I said, you know what? I'm going to be good because this was not even planned for me to come up here. I was planning on coming up here on Thursday. And so I get home and and I mentioned that my boss that had contacted me is my old boss. Right. Because at the time he was my current boss, but he ended up getting a promotion and there has been transition of management. So everybody that's been on my team is now transitioning to a new manager. So all of that 
within itself is stressful because not only am I having to like make sure I finish up loose ends with him, I'm also trying to make sure that with my new boss that I'm touching base with with her as well. And I want to say that Tuesday night, my old boss had a last conference call with us at eight o'clock. And um, all of this is going on simultaneously. Melvin's having his issues getting on the phone eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night. I'm on conference calls eight o'clock at night, getting up, taking care of sick kids. And mind you, our oldest, she getting prepared for a musical. So we having to run lines with her, do homework with her. And also, on top of that, I started a nine-week online course for diabetes education. And so I had to read over 100 pages of material. And honestly, Melvin, it was God that got us through last week. It was God. And come Thursday, which you had to go to practice, so, because typically on Thursday, Melvin has to go to worship practice from 7.30 to like not Normally, you don't get home to about 9, 9.30. And then get up and go to work the next day. And on Friday, I just was like, I'm so pooped. I'm not doing nothing but what I want to do. And that's exactly what I did. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, I, it is kind of... It's funny as we go through times like this and we can sit back and reflect on um, reflect on it now and then even think about how we would handle these things in the past. Um, this really is a partnership, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. as a, a husband and a wife and really just trying to um, bounce, bounce stuff off, you know what I mean, making sure that... Um, you know, a thing I feel like we've grown in is not really looking at who's doing what as much. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, we still struggle with that. But, yeah. you know, the, the I think the biggest enemy to a smooth, like to handling busy times or issues or troubles or hardships or whatever smoothly is like internal fighting and, and not being... You know, not functioning as a unit. An example is, you know, if you start to think about, like, who's busier. Mm -hmm. And I remember we used to do that a lot. Like, I'd come in and be like, whew, I'm tired. And you'd be like, you know, it would almost be like a one-up type of thing. Like, well, I'm tired too. Instead of me saying, whew, I'm tired, you'd be like, oh, what can I do? Or Mm -hmm. vice versa. And just being able to accept, you know what, we both tired, Mm -hmm. so we're not going to be able to do A, B, and C. Yeah. We're going to have to settle with D. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We're going to have to do one of these things. Yeah. We can't do it all. Um, And really just trying to work together in that. I'm I'm glad that um, that's one area that I see that we've grown in and that I really want to pay more attention to. Um, And I think for anybody listening, as a husband and wife, I think you always got to kind of evaluate, are you your own worst enemy during those times? Do you, are you fighting against y'all's success? Because I I can definitely point that out in our lives where we have been 
combating our own success when it comes to situations just like this. Yeah. You know, stressful situations and we we make it more stressful instead of just um, you know, just trying to work together in in yeah, just trying to work together and respecting one another's workload. Uh the other thing I do think is that we have kind of learned how to persevere together where we're more aware of of when somebody is is tapped out mm-hmm. you know so a lot of times i don't have to ask you know we just kind of know you yeah know what i mean yeah it's, this person needs a break let me take the kids or let me do this or that because i want to say that we like when i came in on that monday and like literally normally i get home before everybody and i at least have I don't know, maybe an hour or more to be able to decompress or at least be able to run errands or start cooking or something. Well, I mean, this particular day, I mean, when we took the girls to the dental appointment, I mean, I still was in my uniform and like I really didn't have any time to do much of anything. And I remember coming in and just telling Melvin like, oh, my gosh, and let me tell you what else. I got to do a urine screen this week. And we got to run these things with Farrah and all this stuff. And Melvin was like, you know what? I I can do her lines with her, you know. And we just, it was just like, you get in where you fit in. And where I feel like victories were won was like, for one, let's talk about how God lightened loads. Like, so it was very clear where we needed to cut from our week. Because we, (laughs) and I, I love you guys, but. The podcast was put on the back burner. That was one thing. And it was very clear that like, okay, we needed to lean into our family. Something else, we've also told you guys that we um, normally get with a couple on a monthly basis. Well, we had to reschedule that time because the wife went on a mission trip to Haiti. And so when she got back in town, she reached out to us, asked if she could meet on that long this past Friday. And it was like, well, no, it's very clear we can't do that because We've been going nonstop. We're going to need some time to realign. realign. And so Friday, we didn't do anything. We didn't do anything. And then, you know, one of the things I can say God did for me was, um, for one, he lightened my load uh, at my with my patients. Like, I actually had patients to... Um, cancel without me even you know so I had days where I had less patience than normal so I was able to get home and because of that I mean I just realized in this moment that I was able to cook a lot last week you realize that like I was able to like I was able to cook a lot last week I washed me and Melvin have switched roles now he does the clothes (laughs) the laundry and I do the dishes and I was able, let me tell you something. I'm going to have to get you some plastic plates because I the dishes don't never go away. But anyways. I told you, baby. They don't never go away. And I was cooking like I wasn't about to wash no dishes. I was like, golly, who going to wash? Oh, that's me. I got to wash the dishes. And so, but I washed the dishes multiple times. I was able, I had time to do that multiple times. We were able to get our child ready for her musical that happened yesterday, this that which was Monday, and she did a phenomenal job. And our daughter, the youngest daughter that was sick, you know, she really didn't. Her, this sickness wasn't the worst sickness. We just had to really get her a febrile, and and she just and she wasn't as 
outside of that first day, I don't think she was very clingy. And she still played with her sister and stuff like that. And that allowed me to be able to, like, get stuff done around the house. Yeah. And I was able to do a lot for Soul Sense Ministry and stuff like that while she was sleeping. I got a lot of blogs done and all that stuff like that. So there were things that still kept moving, even even though, you know right. what I'm saying? And then on Friday, I was able to run seven miles. Woohoo! Man, I need to start running. But yeah, you know, I think uh, one cool scripture, um, one cool scripture that I, I wanted to share, and this is one that Gordon shared this weekend, and I think it kind of fits here. And it's uh, Psalm 37, 25. Mm-hmm says, uh, I was young and now I am old, yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. They are always generous and lend friendly. Their children will be a blessing. Mm, that's and, good. you know, I think that uh, sometimes we can get so overwhelmed with what's going on. And I think it could be because we forget like those promises. It's kind of like what I said before, where, I said we could get into to situations where we're, we're looking at the glass half empty all the time mm-hmm. instead of at the end of the day, God is in control mm-hmm. and he is not going to let us get too far. Yeah. And you got to be, you know, when you get, when you forget that, it makes you make bad decisions. Mm-hmm. It makes you get more overwhelmed because you're trying to overcompensate. You won't. Uh, scale back where you have to, to, for me at least, um, when I start getting overwhelmed with the things that are going on in my life, whether it's at work or home or whatever, I can start to to try to, like I said, overcompensate mm-hmm. and, and either try to do everything or just shut myself off and be like, nope. Mm-hmm. Um, but if in the midst of all that, I stay focused on the fact that like, these things that I can't control that are coming at me, God can still control. And remember this this psalm, you know, it, it said, I, I'm, I was young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And Or their children begging bread. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in a, in a nutshell, that's just a, a perfect, a perfect um, way to say that, you know, God is in control and he's going to take care of you through this situation. Yeah. And that just takes a lot of the burden off of us when we think like that. I do wish we would have been in more prayer together through this week. I think we'd have been even more um, uh, high stepping, but, uh, you know, hey. Yeah. I mean, I guess, yes, there's always room for improvement, but You know, we, you know, a wise man that we love and know had told us one time, you know, when you have victories, you gotta, you gotta lift them up. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, I think as we were going through the week, we were like in go mode. And so you don't, sometimes when you're in go mode, a lot of times when you're in go mode, you don't really think about what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Because you're just like, okay, I got to put the hand to the plow. Mm -hmm. But almost probably like Thursday, I was like, you know what? We killing this week. Because I know for myself, there were a lot of things that happened throughout the week that in the past would have been triggers for me. We would have been in a lot of arguments. I would have been fussing at everybody. I would have been frustrated. I would have been overwhelmed. I would have created an environment that would not have been pleasant 
And, you know, and that just was not, that didn't happen. Yeah. That didn't happen. I, I can honestly say, and I know this is really weird for anyone to do. It's really hard to like big yourself up, but I would have to say I am proud of myself mm -hmm. because even in like, I don't remember either one of us complaining. No, you know, and, and, and a lot of the stuff was not because of the things that we did. Actually, none of it was all of it was stuff out of our control, you know, and and I think that we took it as best as we could and we we kept it moving, you know, and then I was very excited about um, Friday because not only was I able to get a good run in and, you know, get some good mileage in, but I was able to come home. I was able to um, go out to eat. And like, I'm the type of person, I don't have to go out with people. I can go out by myself and I needed time by myself. I went out to eat and then I went to the outlets. I shopped a little bit. And I mean, I just had some good time of, to me, that was self-care for me, just being by myself on my own schedule, you know, whatever that is, you know? So I just wanted to just, I was telling Melvin, like, I feel like we needed to come on here and talk about this because there's, this is growth. You yeah. know, we have learned lessons and we, and that has set us up to be able to win some victories. Yeah. Hand in hand, baby. Hand in hand. High five, man. <laughs> Anyways, guys, that's all we got. And we thank you all for, Tuning in again and going on this journey with us, um, you just wanted to just kind of have a little conversation with you guys, tell tell y'all where we were and where we've been, what we've been going through. But you've been listening to the Soul Sense Podcast. I'm Kim, the hostess with the Moses, and your trusty wingman, Melvin. Hey, hey, hey. And we will catch you later. Peace.